There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to the Game Changers podcast. And welcome back to the Game Changers podcast. I have another solo episode for you today. However, this is a very exciting episode because it's episode number 60. I literally just realized that we have officially done 60 episodes of this podcast. That to me feels crazy. I know that 60 is not that much of a significant number, but 60 podcast episodes is really, really awesome. And, and... Just as I was checking this podcast in the iTunes charts, as I always do, because I like to see, you know, what's going on, who's new, who's new in the zoo, Um, we are actually in the charts for the careers category, which is amazing as well for the top podcast. So I just really, first of all, want to thank every single person who listens to this podcast. I really, really also want to thank you if you take the time to leave us a review, to send me a DM, to share it on your stories, or even to share it with someone who you might think would enjoy the episode. You have no idea how much that actually does help to spread this message. And of course, that is my intention. My intention is just to help as many people as I possibly can to get over their own BS, finally put themselves out there so that they can achieve the success and the life that they want. And actually, that is what today's episode is going to be all about. I've been doing a lot of research with my audience lately because I'm sure that you've seen, if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, I mean, hello, come hang out. Uh, but if you follow me on Instagram, something that I actually talk about a lot is this this theory that I teach in a lot of my programs that's called Coleman's Pie Theory of Success. And basically what this is, is this breakdown of the elements of success, whether it be as an entrepreneur, whether it be as an employee or really anything, you know, you think musicians, you think artists, anyone who's ultimately trying to be successful. There's a breakdown of the elements and that's performance, image and exposure. Now, naturally, what we're going to believe is that for the most part, our performance is the most important thing, right? Well, actually, no. In most circumstances, you know, if you're an athlete, obviously your performance is going to have a much higher weighting. Um, But still, even then, to get to that professional league, the most important thing is actually exposure. So Coleman's Pie Theory of Success is a breakdown of these three elements, meaning that performance P, P-I-E, pi, pi, and it's actually a pie graph. Oh my God, mind blowing. But anyway, performance is actually only 10% of the results that you have and image is 30% and exposure is 60%. And I really truly do believe this because I've seen so many people who have amazing ideas and they really do want to put themselves out there and help people. But without that exposure element, without actually getting themselves in front of their audience, 
they just struggle to make money. They struggle to grow their business. And so recently I actually reached out to my audience and I asked, you know, do you think exposure is one of the main reasons why your business isn't actually growing? Or do you think exposure, like a lack of exposure is one of the main reasons why you don't have the success that you'd hoped you'd had in business? And overwhelmingly, like over 85% of the people who responded to that said, yes, I think exposure is a big thing. But then those who said no, I actually asked them, what do you think it is? And they said, well, it's, I know it's exposure, but the reason why I'm not getting the exposure isn't because I don't know how, it's actually because I'm afraid. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. I think we kind of all know that we need to create content and collaborate and use SEO and put ourselves out there. And yes, of course, there's still maybe some areas that you don't know about getting exposure. But for the most part, the reason why entrepreneurs just aren't getting the exposure that they they want is because they are simply just afraid. They don't have the confidence to do so. So what I wanted to do in today's episode was I wanted to kind of take you through five ways that you can start getting more exposure, but more so from the mindset perspective rather than the strategic perspective. However, what I did want to let you know is this episode has also been inspired by a free challenge that I'm running starting on the 11th of November, 2019. So if you're watching this in the future, I'm so sorry, but if you are listening to it before the 11th of November, you can actually sign up to my free challenge called Born to be Seen. And what this free challenge is going to go through is actually helping you to finally get over the BS that is holding you back from gaining the exposure you need and then giving you some really practical strategies, accountability, and advice on how you can finally start increasing that exposure to get in front of your dream clients this year. You know, we're coming up to the end of 2019. I feel like A lot of you are going to have goals that you're setting for 2020 and what you want 2020 to look like. Again, if you're listening to this in the end of 2019, if you're listening to it in the future, then absolutely you're going to have goals at any stage. But really what I wanted to do with this challenge is help you to break down the fear that is stopping you. You know, in all of my programs, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I've got from so many people is I'm so glad for this group. I'm so glad for you, Erin, as a coach, because you helped me to push push through my barriers and taught me that showing up actually isn't that bad. And then I was able to achieve this result and this result and this result. And I think that when we're in isolation, it is really hard to motivate ourselves to just push through that fear and put ourselves out there. And that's why I wanted to run a free challenge with a Facebook group where I can not only teach you strategies for putting yourself out there and gaining that exposure, but we can solely focus on that confidence piece, solely focus on helping you to break down those barriers, get over that limiting, get over those limiting beliefs and the BS holding you back so that you can just start becoming unstoppable and showing up with resilience and confidence and the right energy, which by the way is all stuff we're going to speak about today. So if you'd like to join that challenge, I am going to leave the links below. We are officially starting on the 11th of November. I would for sure love to see you in there. As I said, it's going to be totally free inside a Facebook group. So you get the whole community element with it as well. Um, But yeah, so just reach out to me if you want more information or else the link will be below. But anyway, what I wanted to speak about in today's episode was five ways that you can start building up the confidence to put yourself out there. So five considerations or conversations that we need to have. You know, if you are really struggling to put yourself out there, well, 
you really are going to struggle to get clients or to build your business because as a personal brand style business or even as a product business, any type of business that you have, promotion is key. Exposure is key. If nobody knows who you are, they simply can't buy from you. You know, think of musicians. There's so many incredible musicians out there who just aren't famous because they don't have any exposure. And on the contrary to that, there are so many famous musicians who aren't even that great, but they have a brand, they have an image, they've gained the exposure in whatever way. So that's why they are successful, right? So we need to build that exposure. So if you're struggling to put yourself out there, the first thing that I really want you to make a consideration around is stop pigeonholing yourself. And what I mean by that is when I speak to a lot of people and they're struggling to gain exposure for their themselves, their personal brands, is because they've built up some idea in their mind, these expectations of what exposure should, and I'm air quoting, what it should look like. I totally think that in the beginning, it's great to pull inspiration from, you know, myself or other people that you follow online. But if what that's doing for you is painting a picture in your mind of what it looks like to show up, then you're limiting yourself. Every single person is going to show up in a different way. The way that I show up online, you know, using a lot of Instagram stories, using YouTube videos, it may not be the way that is going to work for you. You need to find and experiment until you do find the thing that is going to allow you to have fun and have the right energy to show up in the way that feels most authentic for you. What I want you to think about is there's so many different platforms out there, and that is just step one, deciding on the platform that you want to show up on. But there are so many different platforms out there. I mean, there's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's blogs, there's TikTok. There's so many different mediums in which you can show up and they all have their own features and elements and different ways of using them, right? So if you're following people who may be in your niche or in your industry and you're looking at them and saying, I need to do this, I need to do that, and then you try it and it doesn't work for you, of course, of course you're going to feel discouraged and less enticed to want to constantly show up online. So what you need to do is you need to take the time to experiment with the platforms. But that, as I said, is just step one. Even when you find a platform that you thoroughly enjoy, you enjoy enough to actually want to learn about the features and learn about the benefits of that platform. Then there's so many different styles of showing up. I mean, let's take Instagram. Instagram is a beast, right? There's so many different things that you can do on Instagram. But the way one person uses their Instagram stories doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only way. I mean, you might use your Instagram stories to really teach people, you know, give them daily tips. Someone else might use Instagram stories to document their day. Someone else might use Instagram stories to be funny and allow their personality to shine. Someone else might use Instagram stories to, you know, just promote other pieces of content. Here's one feature of one platform, and we already came up with four or five different strategies. So what I want you to do is start, stop pigeonholing yourself. Stop thinking that success when showing up online looks one particular way. I mean, the the variables are almost endless at this stage. Different platforms, different storytelling types, different content types, different you know, formats, 
you absolutely just need to give yourself the luxury of time of experimenting with different content formats, different storytelling types, and different platforms until you find something or a few things that really work for you. And like, even still, I feel like I'm constantly still experimenting. I mean, I know for me, for sure on Instagram, the thing that works really well is using my feed as more of an ass kickery kind of thing, you know, giving people the hard advice that maybe they don't want to hear, but they need to hear. And I know for sure the thing that works for me on Instagram stories is showing people the behind the scenes of my day and using it to converse with my audience and ask them questions questions and help them. And then I use my DMs to have conversations with them. And so I found that format. But I mean, even on YouTube these days, I still feel like I'm like trying to find a format because what was working for me in 2017 absolutely isn't working for me now. And so you're always going to be experimenting. But when you can find peace with that, when you can find peace with, it's all kind of game in a sense then you can find a lot more confidence in the fact that you need to just figure out and find things that work for you, but then also be okay with constantly being on that journey. I think if you're looking at somebody else and we're so, it's so natural for us to do this, but I think if you're looking at somebody else, maybe someone else who's in your niche, but just a few steps ahead of you, and you're saying, this is what I need to do. And then you do it and it doesn't feel right. It's so easy to tag yourself as a failure. Like, oh, why is, why can this person show up in this way? But I can't because there's so many different ways to show up online. So please, step one is finding, give yourself that luxury of time to find a way that works for you. Now, the second thing is that if you are someone who's just starting out, you have to get comfortable with silence with the lack of feedback. I'm going to give you a bonus tip at the end for how you can start increasing the feedback quicker because of course humans are naturally a community style species and so therefore feedback is one of the things that does give us motivation to move forward. But here's the thing. It's unreasonable for you to think that you're going to just launch your YouTube channel or start your podcast and have 100,000 listeners or viewers there right from the get-go. It doesn't happen. Even those people that you're following online who have massive audiences now and you really want to get to that point, they didn't start with big audiences. They built it up over time. And we've spoken about this before here on this podcast, especially when we did the episode on comparing yourself to other people, you know, it's unreasonable to think in the beginning that you're going to have this big audience there. And a lot of people that I speak to, you know, they start their Instagram platform and then they're like, oh, I'm feeling really just courage because no one's engaging. But then I turn around and say, well, why do you expect people to be engaging if there's nobody there? Like you've got to be okay with just continuously building up that portfolio of content, even before you've got this massive audience, because it does take time. Guys, we know this. We need to deploy patience when building an online personal brand. There are a few instances of people who went viral pretty quickly and therefore gained a lot of traction. But that even in and of itself has its negatives. What I've seen to be most effective is those who've built their audience slowly over time because 
they've more so attracted their dream audience because they've built it slowly. A lot of the times when I've seen people go viral, they kind of have everyone and anyone in their audience because they've just reached so many people so quickly instead of accumulating that dream clientele and that dream audience over time that they kind of end up worse off than they were before because now they're trying to cater to so many different people and it can get really messy for them. And so actually it is a good thing for your audience to build slowly and build, you know, just step by step over time. But so many people are like, oh my gosh, like I've put up three videos and my my audience isn't growing or I'm not getting the feedback that I want. And so therefore they think somehow that makes them a failure. And yet, you know, if you were giving the advice to a friend and they were like, oh, I've just started my YouTube channel and I've put up a few videos and it's not going, you'd probably give them the advice to just be patient and keep going. You've got to turn around and give that advice to yourself. But just get comfortable with the fact that in the beginning, you're not going to have as many people in your audience. And therefore, you know, if you put a poll on Instagram, maybe only a couple of people or maybe no one is going to respond to that poll. Maybe if you, you know, go live, no one's going to be live, but you've just got to continuously create regardless. I think that a big thing that stops people from showing up and putting themselves out there in the beginning is that they feel like they're going to put themselves out there to no one. And actually in the Born to be Seen challenge, I'm going to give you some kind of like bonus hustle tips for how you can build your audience quicker or gain that exposure quicker. But also like, again, it's just about getting comfortable with, I'm going to create content because I enjoy it. And this is why finding a platform and finding a format that works for you is so important because in the beginning, you're just going to have to keep showing up and keep creating that content and then really be okay with that audience just growing slowly over time. And guys, you don't need a big audience in order to have a successful business. You know, you don't need hundreds of thousands of people in your community in order to have a six, even seven figure business. I mean, I watched a video recently from one of my mentors, Dan Locke. And in the video, he spoke about someone who has, I think it's like a thousand people on his YouTube channel, or maybe he has um, 5,000 people or something, but it was extreme. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. ...lower than what you think. And he had a multiple million dollar business because you know why? He just accumulated those right clients. He had a seven-figure membership. And I think there was, you know, maybe, a th- yeah, I think there was like a thousand people, like don't quote me on this, um, but I'll try to find the video and link it below. But I think he had like a thousand people in on his YouTube channel of like 600 of which joined his membership and that then became a million dollar membership or something. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Because when you accumulate the right people, rather than trying to just get numbers there for the sake of it, it is going to be so much more beneficial. You've got to think about your goals. Why are you even putting yourself out there? Are you putting yourself out there so that you can validate your existence and feel popular? Well, then that's fine. Go for the whole viral thing. But if you're putting yourself out there because you truly want to impact people and you want to grow a successful business to live the life of your dreams... Be okay with slow growth because trust me, it's going to be so much more beneficial for you. 
And then on that kind of topic, the third thing that I do want to say that will really help you to reframe your fears around putting yourself out there is that you need to change your markers of success. Like I know for sure if my markers of success were how many views I'm getting or, you know, how many Instagram likes I get, I would feel pretty shitty about myself because I actually surprisingly don't, well, I mean, I mean, some videos get like 30, 40,000 views, but some get like 3000 views, you know, it's so inconsistent on my YouTube channel. And it's the same here with the podcast. I mean, it's probably a little more constant on the podcast. Um, But here's the thing. It's like the people who are listening, you know, those 3000 people that are always there watching the YouTube videos. I mean, as I said, some get 30,000, some get 10,000, but those people who are always there, those are the people who are buying from me. Those are the people that message me on Instagram saying, this was really helpful. Thank you so much. And so if I was constantly just looking at the views that I got or the likes that I got on Instagram, I would be pretty much considering myself to be a failure. However, I don't look at that stuff. What I actually look at is, well, first of all, I look at the impact that I'm making. But if I really truly did want to measure numbers, I look at the people who are enrolling in my programs. I look at the amount of DMs that I'm getting because that actually shows the impact that I'm having. And for sure, yeah, my team and I do definitely set growth goals. But for me personally, my success markers come from impact and growth. Growth of my company, growth towards my personal goals, not just growth of the platforms. Because, you know, there's so many variables that goes into whether a video gets viewed or not, or an Instagram post gets liked. Like if that's what you're constantly looking at, and if that's the thing that you're going to determine whether your quality quality is your videos or quality or your content is quality then ultimately you're just going to feel so terrible when the Instagram algorithm changes again or you know something happens and you're just not getting that same level of engagement and I'm again air quoting engagement because really I likes even that great of an engagement success marker. But you need to determine, okay, so first of all, what is your vision? Like, do you actually want to get more opportunities for speaking? Do you want to make more sales? Do you want to enroll more people into your membership? Do you want to impact more people? Like figure out what your natural values are and then start setting success markers around there because it really is going to be your own personal level of motivation that comes from this. You know, to motivate yourself to continue moving forward, we have to feel like we're making progress towards things that actually mean something to us. I mean, take a step back. What does it actually really mean to you to get likes on an Instagram post? Nothing other than validation, short-term, superficial validation. Does it really mean that you're progressing towards growing your business income? Does it really mean that you're making a positive impact? I mean, I mindlessly like people's photos on Instagram. So from a consumer perspective, I know that likes mean basically jack shit. Sometimes I'm liking things that I'm not even actually really looking at. I'm just liking it because I know I like the person. I don't even actually really look at the post. So I'm probably contributing to skewed recent results for that person. But who cares? Likes really don't mean that much. So make sure you know what you're actually working towards and make sure those are the things that you're marking your success by. Stop looking at these vanity metrics because they're so inconsistent and you will never feel like you're growing. I promise you that. And even still, I just want to just rant on this for a second. Like I honestly thought that my life was going to change when I hit 100,000 subscribers. I'm looking at this little freaking silver plaque thing that they give you, which I'm totally grateful for. Like I absolutely love, but I remember when I had like 10,000 subscribers, 
15,000 subscribers, even like 1,000 subscribers. And this was like the, oh, like when I get this, I'm going to be like famous. I'm going to be a millionaire. Honestly, most of the milestones that you think you're working towards when it comes to these vanity metrics, they're so shallow that it can be a massive letdown of when you get there and really you realize that nothing has changed. Do you know when are the points that my life has changed? When I first stood out on stage and I spoke to people and I looked into their eyes and saw that the words that I was saying, I got over my fear. Of, I didn't really have a fear of public speaking, but you know, you always get nervous before going on stage. You know, I looked out into people's eyes and I could see them nodding and smiling. Like those moments change things for me. When I get messages in my inbox and, you know, people are saying things to me like, oh my gosh, like I was in this really bad situation and your podcast episode really helped me. Or the other day I was creating the sales page for my new one-on-one coaching program for 2020 and I was looking at all the testimonials and I was reading things like you know I had my first you know 10k months in in my first month of launching I was able to sign three clients before I launched I was able to leave my job I was able to make six figures like you know I overcame the fears that were holding me back like I'm now stepping into the business and life that I've always dreamed of like those moments mean so much more and trust me like yeah okay you might not might not be there yet but like putting yourself out there will get you there but trust me as nice as it is to have that little like verified tick on Facebook or, you know, the the plaque that says you've reached 100,000 subscribers, like that's all very well and nice. But trust me, they don't change your life as much as the things that you might consider to be smaller. Right. So really make sure you know what your personal values are and setting your success markers around that. Now, the next thing that I do want to say, however, and this is probably a little more on the actual how do you put yourself out there or how do you gain momentum when putting yourself out there? And it's that you need to learn how to manage your energy. There is nothing more charismatic and attractive than someone who is passionate about what they do. Like, honestly, I've seen a whole lot of people who are well-educated and they have, you know, really good lighting or a nice background or they might have all of the technical elements, right? But trust me, when it comes to actually being addicted to watching someone on camera or wanting to follow their journey or actually buy from them, most of the time that comes from their ability to show how passionate they are about what they're talking about. You know, Simon Sinek, I love him. If you don't know who he is, definitely look him up. But he did this TED Talk, which I think is one of the most viewed TED Talks of all time. But um, it's called, I think it's called Why People Buy. Again, I'm really bad at recalling details sometimes. Uh, I'm never, I'm always paraphrasing, guys. I'm never directly quoting. So that's why I will try to leave as many links as I can in the the description. Um, But here's the thing. Like he created this TED Talk and basically said that people usually aren't buying what you do. They're buying why you do it. And I think that's the same for when you're putting yourself out there. If you can learn to manage your energy, and I'll give you some practical ways that you can do that in just a moment. But ultimately, what I'm saying is if you can learn to manage your mood, your state, the way in which you're showing up online, it's going to help you grow so much faster. Again, there is so there is something really addictive about someone who just loves what they do. I mean, how boring would it be if I was showing up and I was on this podcast and I was like, okay, guys, so I want to teach you about putting yourself out there and um, 
actually one of the things that you need to do is stop pigeonholing yourself. Like if I was just so melatonin about it because I actually didn't really care. I just wanted to get the facts out there. I just wanted to, you know, promote my promote my challenge. And I was like, yeah, I've got this challenge coming up. But I love this stuff. I'm like, I had to put a sock over my microphone because like sometimes I accidentally bang my teeth on the microphone because I move my head and my body and my arms so much because I just love this stuff. Like I wish you could see a video of me right now. Like my hands are going wild. And that's like, I'm not saying that you need to like, you know, have wild hands or like spit into your camera or microphone. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you need to just, well, hopefully you've chosen something that you're passionate about. But before you actually create a piece of content or, you know, do something that's ultimately going to put you out there, just make sure you're feeling excited. You're feeling energetic. You are going to feel inspired and positive. And I know, of course, there's going to be times where we come home from work and we've said we're going to go live and we're not really feeling it. You've got to create some type of personal uh, trigger. You've got to create some type of personal ritual that can get you excited and get you into that energy. Because trust me, that again is what's going to help you get yourself out there so much more when you can show up with this magnetic, addictive, positive energy. I mean, honestly, like I... Well, it's not actually that much of a great example. No, here, I've got a better example. Like I have two young nephews, but then also my dad and my brother, they love YouTube. My whole family loves YouTube. My dad is like way more addicted to YouTube like than anyone else in the entire world. But my dad always watches things like on YouTube and my brother and my two nephews, like when we're all around at the house and, um, they, want, they love to watch like gaming stuff, right? Like people playing Fortnite and stuff. And like, I'm so not interested in that. Like I really have no interest. I love games like Guitar Hero and stuff like that. But like Fortnite, like any of these, like, I don't even know what to call them, like adventure style games. Oh my God, the game isn't going to like butcher me. But you know, those like multiplayer universe style games, like I am so not into them. I've never been into them. I like Street Fighter. I like Guitar Hero. I like classic arcade style games. Anyway, these like multiverse style games, I, we sit there and sometimes like, I'm not even joking as a family, like we have the TV on and sometimes we sit there and we're like watching these like young guys play games. And sometimes I'm like, this is so boring. But usually when it actually captures my attention is when there's a gamer, a YouTuber gamer, who's just really passionate about what they do. And even though I hate this thing and I just so don't find it interesting, if there is someone who's like really into the game, really into teaching and passionate and they're just showing up and they've got great energy and they're charismatic and, you know, they're really just into what they're doing, that will pique my interest. Not because I'm necessarily interested in the topic, but because I'm interested in how passionate that person is or how interested they are in the topic. And of course, like, I'm not trying to say you want to just attract anyone with your passion, but what I'm saying is your dream clients, your ideal audience will be so much more attracted to you. You will be magnetic towards them when you're showing up with that passionate energy. So do what you got to do to get yourself feeling good when you're putting yourself out there, because that is going to be so helpful for you. And then the last thing that I did want to say, which I guess is kind of jumping backwards to what we were talking about before. So I did say get comfortable with the silence. And that's so important because it is an inevitable part of putting yourself out there. You've just got to push through. Everyone had to push through. There's no exceptions, again, unless you go viral. But as we know, it's not always the best thing. Sometimes, but not always. But here's the thing. When you actually make an effort to build your tribe, and I'm not talking about building your tribe from an audience perspective, but I'm saying when you actually network, when you make friends, when you build a little mini mastermind, or when you join a membership or a group coaching program, when you actually build a connection with people around you, 
This is going to extremely help you put yourself out there. Actually, in the podcast episode that's coming out next week, I spoke to one of the Game Changer Collective memberships, Alan Olsen. She's an incredible video coach, and we had a conversation about this. But I also just wanted to include it here because obviously I'm so passionate about people connecting because I truly do believe that that's one of the key elements of success. But, you know, when you're struggling to put yourself out there, you know, you don't have really the confidence to go live or to connect or to collaborate or to keep creating videos. Having that support network around you, having those cheerleaders by your side could be the thing that just helps you to keep moving forward. When you're having those darker moments where you're really doubting yourself, you're doubting whether you're good enough, you're doubting whether this is going to be successful. If you're constantly in your own mind, it can be really hard to get out of these perpetual thoughts. It's like almost a downward spiral. It just takes one person from your mastermind or your friendship group or your business bestie to go, you know what, you're actually a badass and that piece of content that you put out was amazing and I think you should keep moving forward. It just takes one little comment like that for you to go, you know what, I really am a badass and I really am going to keep moving forward. So I think it's just so important that if you're struggling to put yourself out there, like constantly self-coaching, yeah, it's, it's beneficial, but just having a little mini like cheerleading squad about you, having your friends by your side or building a friendship network. If you don't have people in your life right now who are supportive, go find them. I mean, don't use that as an excuse. There are uh, just so many gorgeous people out there who are going to be so supportive of you. Like go to events. I mean, this can be a whole nother podcast episode in and of itself of how to like make friends. I mean, I did a masterclass on it in the Game Changer Collective, my monthly membership. Um, but for sure, we can talk about this on the podcast. But getting just even one person to just be there for you when you're, you know, feeling tired to just tell you how much of a badass you are and to pump you up like that can be that can those little steps over time really can make the difference with how much you show up and the way in which you show up and therefore the results that you get through putting yourself out there and gaining that exposure. Build your support network, build your tribe. I promise you it will change everything for you. But also just to go over what we cover. So stop pigeonholing yourself. There is no, there's no one way that this should look. I mean, maybe you try some things and it doesn't work and that's fine. But just get comfortable with that experimentation phase, get comfortable with trying new things. I mean, you know, imagine the first person who did a vlog. Whoa, like that was game changing, you know, a vlog style video. Imagine the first person who started like putting, you know, multiple different style like pictures and images and things on their stories and decorated them up. You know, traditionally Snapchat was like just a, a little filter, like probably a crown filter or something and talking. But then now Instagram stories, I mean, people get wild with those creative imagine you were the first person who tried that like you never know just experiment try new things but try different formats try something and find something that works for you there is no one way that showing up online and putting yourself out there should look like get comfortable with that beginning stage again get comfortable with just experimenting get comfortable with the fact that in the beginning no one's going to be watching you but that's okay it's much better to grow your audience slowly over time with the right ideal people than just to have this mass of whoever coming in like be okay with the silence because that's where everybody started. Change up your success markers as well. Like maybe your success marker is not that how many views that you get on a video, but actually how proud you are of the video that you created. You know, how much more you could be yourself. Maybe it's that you just want to get one comment and make one connection from one real human being, by the way. Remember, it's not just a view or a number on a screen. It's like a full-blown human being with like a heartbeat and who like eats, poops and sleeps. Like, Really think about that for a moment. But then also make sure you're managing your energy. Do what you got to do to show up in the most authentic, 
you version of you way possible. That was just perfect English, honestly. I just loved that. I'm a, I'm a lyrical genius. Not really. That was terrible. But, you know, just how can you show up in the most authentic, passionate, energetic way that you possibly can? And I am not talking about being extroverted and bubbly and like punching the roof while you're like talking. No, everyone's got their own personality style. But I'm saying how can you show up as the most youest version of you? And then build a tribe around you, get people that are going to support you. Because when you are going through that, that journey of discovering what content format works for you, and you've got no one watching, those are going to be the people who watch. Those are going to be the people who give you feedback. And those are going to be the people who kick your butt into continuously moving forward. All right, that is it for me. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, episode number 60. Whoop, whoop. I am so excited. I love this podcast so much. I love interviewing people. I love sitting down and chatting to you guys. If you have any episodes that you would like me to record, obviously I can go so much deeper because they are quite long. So I can go so much deeper than I would naturally on a YouTube video. So if there are any topics that you want me to cover, please just send me a little DM on Instagram and I would for sure love to make that for you and shout you out in the process if you do give me an idea. And of course, if you do want to join my Born to be Seen challenge, then I would love, love, love to have you. It's going to be an extension of some of the stuff we spoke about here today, as well as other tips, strategies, advice for getting over your own BS and finally getting in front of those dream clients, gaining that exposure that you need to really start building your business before the new year. All right. I love you all so much. As I said in the beginning, I would totally appreciate if you would share this podcast on your Instagram stories or with someone who you think might need it. And I will see you in the next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.